Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dash Nerds Podcast. 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 Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dash Nerds Podcast. 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 Grab a sentence pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 219 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'm okay, Tyler. Finished off another fantastic work week. Actually, it was kind of funny. Like, uh, it was kind of funny. Like on Friday, because you know you get you get like paid every couple weeks and this and that and stuff. But uh, this past Friday was sort of easy at work because we only had so much many pieces that we had to make for uh, quota and for the rest of the week. And uh, what was funny is just seeing all the random employees just go forth and you know head out. You know, head out home early because they finish their stuff. They don't want to do like anything else if they don't have to. So here I am. It's like around one thirty or so in the afternoon, and and now, granted, I have to work till like about three o'clock. I chose to work till three, but uh, after like around that extent, I look around and there's only two other people, like myself and the guy that I'm working with who's uh, in his uh, mid-70s and stuff. He's helping me, like, uh, put out product and this and that. So it's just myself, my other co-worker, and, like, two other supervisors <laughs> that are uh, the only ones left around, like, 3 o'clock when we clocked out. So basically, basically the Friday started off pretty awesome there. And then, like, uh, while well, I'll try to use stuff for grocery things, the, like, the later part of that day, all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, like, why isn't my debit card, like, working? You know, like, it was just, uh, it got declined, like, a couple times and stuff. Went on the, cus- I went into the customer service for Wells Fargo because, uh, well, <laughs> well, let's just say that, uh, I kind of wanted to use my debit card. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It's still about a half an hour of waiting. We, uh, ended up finding out that they actually shut off the visa, like, uh, shut down the visa things for the, the debit card things for a day. Huh. I know, I know. It was kind of crazy. They didn't, they didn't know what the issue was, but uh, my card works today, which I'm, I'm very thankful. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But uh, other than that, though, I decided to do a little bit of shopping today, and uh, possibly in another like month or two, I am going to be having a new laptop, which I'm undecided what I want to use it for for now. The current plan with that is I'm going to keep the laptop that I'm using right now for our podcast yeah, because hey, this is a streaming po- this streaming laptop is good for that. But uh, as for my other computer, I'm kind of like beside myself what I should use for it. And I think the main Ooh. thing I want to try to do is maybe create some potential content, but uh, I need to go ahead and uh, read like re-log into my old steam account and see if i can not like play some bit of the games i have on there because <laughs> why not but uh lastly i ended up picking up two retro games on my way through town 
I ended up picking up Mega Man 3 for the NES. It cost me around 20 bucks, a little bit higher than the norm, but at the same point, I kind of wanted that copy because that thing's been there for, I kid you not, a good solid three to four months. So the other game that I bought was uh, Xenogears. Now, Xenogears for the PlayStation 1 is one of those games where it's made by Square Enix, Square Enix back then was uh, called Squaresoft before they uh, acquired Enix in a merger. And this is one of those games where it's supposed to be like one of those cult classic games where it's highly touted as touted as like a great role-playing game and stuff. I have the game digitally. Like I could download it on my Vita and play it if I technically wanted to. But uh, I saw the original copy, which was sale for about 30 bucks, and I think, hey, you know what? I've been searching for a physical copy for the, of that game for a better number of years now, so I added that to my collection of uh, growing PS1 games. <laughs> but uh, the thing about it that really struck me as uh, kind of interesting is I looked at the conditioning of the discs. It, the conditioning of both discs are really good, and it even includes the manual to it. So, heck, it was in its original case and everything else, and uh, I am quite happy, because now I can officially say that I own a copy of Xenogears, I'm now missing, like, two, two, like, uh, Mega Man games for the NES, I basically need, like, four, and, uh, wait a minute, no, 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 actually, not two, yeah, yeah, two, the original Mega Man and Mega Man 5 is what I need to try to find for the NES. So, other than that, man, I feel freaking good right now i'm just relaxed how about yourself tyler uh doing all right a little pooped uh <laughs> justin's not here this week he uh cool shit happened he uh him and his uh girlfriend bought a house and uh helped to move into it today spent a good chunk of today helping to move into that uh so uh definitely feel a little old today uh, this evening <laughs> after that uh knees hurt arms hurt uh, well, you know, a little tired, uh, but doing all right. You know, I haven't, I mean, before we jump into like the video game side of stuff, haven't really played too, too much this week. Uh, been more of a television week for me. Uh, I, oh, yeah? I am one episode away from finishing the latest, uh, latest season, of uh, Dr. Who. Nice. Yeah. Which uh, is good timing because they're going to announce, uh, as of this recording on Saturday night. Uh, they're going to announce the 13th Doctor tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to announce him oh. sometime on Sunday. Uh, That's awesome. So maybe by the time you're hearing this, he could be already be announced. He or she. Um, and then also, I am uh, about an episode and a half away from... I rewatched the uh, season six of Game of Thrones, just the latest season. And yeah. uh, season seven starts tomorrow. So I've uh, been just doing a lot of that. Uh, enjoyed both. I watched season six already of Game of Thrones. Really enjoyed it. Game of, uh, not Game, uh, Doctor Who, uh, one of the best seasons they've had in a quite a long time. Probably my favorite uh, so far, Peter Capaldi season, uh, the, the 12th Doctor. Um, he's been really good, but uh, I felt like a lot of the episodes and the writing haven't been really good. So he's been doing a great job of acting and bringing up the, what he's been uh, told to do and what he's expected to do. Uh, so, yeah, finally it seems like a good, uh, unfortunately this last season is the season they finally tie everything together and make everything work well, it seems like. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, nothing too exciting going on with me. Oh, I did go to a uh, 
this past weekend I went to a I Cubs game, uh, okay. Iowa Cubs, which is the AAA affiliate to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, kind of cool, actually. My uh, work threw it together and with some friends from work. And it was actually in the skybox, which is kind of cool because it's huh. pretty fucking hot here in uh, Iowa right now and probably most places in the United States. Um, so it was kind of fun going on there, uh, watching the game. Well, not really watching the game. A lot of times uh, you hear a crack of a bat. You're like, oh, shit, there's a baseball game going on right now. What the fuck? Uh, really, <laughs> was, really was just drinking beer and bullshitting. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Got to do that. Uh, never done a skyboxing before, but that that definitely seems like the way to go. Unfortunately, uh, nothing else was uh, free after that. Uh, everything was incredibly expensive, uh, beer and food. Um, oh, and somewhat gaming-related here. Actually, it is quite gaming-related. I uh, bought the art book to The Last Guardian. Uh, really? Yeah, it came out uh, like a few weeks ago. Uh, and it's a, it's an art book. It's slash book. It's a huge like tabletop book. Uh, it's like 400 and some odd pages. And it shows a lot of like uh, rough. Oh, hi, Tony. Uh, <laughs> shows a lot of like uh, rough drafts of like the original Trico and the boy and characters and the general idea of what they had at the beginning, and then also telling the story of making the game and the whole process. I haven't finished reading. I haven't. It's like I said, four hundred some pages. I've only read like the first fifteen twenty pages. Um, I've just been mesmerized by the art of the of the uh, book. Right. Got it, Tony. Um, so yeah. Kind of what's going on with me. Uh, not too crazy. Uh, just, uh, excuse me. Work, uh, TV shows, and a little bit of gaming here and there. Mostly bad. But uh, since we're talking about, I guess, gaming, uh, why don't we jump into what we've been playing? Uh, sure. If it's cool with you, I'm going to go first real quick. Okay. All right. I just played one game this week. Uh, it's a game called uh, Typo Man. Uh, okay. Came out. I want to say two years ago on the Wii U and PC. Uh, yep. And then it was released earlier this year on Xbox One and PS4. Typo Man revised. I guess they added some content to the main story of it. But uh, it is a game that looks very much like Limbo. Uh, side-scroller 2D. Um, but the main kind of point of the game is... Uh, there's some platforming elements to it, but it's not... Like the, the, those are, there's nothing really to them. It's just kind of moving right to left at that point. There's no like nothing really hard about the platforming, but the main uh, kind of selling point of the game is you are this weird creature thing made up of letters. I think there's a, a E. Uh, e is the body. O is the head. Two L's are the arms, and I think like an H or uh, or yeah, H or M is the is the legs, and you're going through this this world, and these weird creatures are spilling out really like like evil words like hate or fear, and they turn them into evil creatures that are trying to like kill you or attack you, whatever. And kind of what the, the game is like you find these letters all over the place, and like anagrams or word scramblers, where it's, you just find a jumbled bunch of letters and you gotta turn them into a word. And you got to use them to either uh, create a path to get to the next section or create that as like an offensive maneuver or a way to protect yourself. So like sometimes you might find like this cannon that shoots at you and will kill you if it hits you. Well, you have this uh, word scrambler and I'll like you got to like figure out uh, like what words you need to use sometimes. So it's like, oh, what, what I got here? Oh, I can make the word cover 
and it'll in like a little halo thing will come over you circle thing will come over you and protect you from this thing uh other times you might be uh uh need a, like there's something like blocking your path uh like these two like things that clamp together and you need to, like build the uh build a uh uh what's gap and it'll make create the word gap and it'll create a gap there uh and a lot it's just really cool kind of like it's really cool like unique uh ways to get through the world and like cool little environment things where like sometimes you're running across a bridge and it'll say like uh robust and then like you'll start walking across this bridge and like the uh o and the b will disappear and it'll say rust and it starts collapsing on you as you're running across it right um and uh, just, like, cool things like that. Um, so the words actually just, like, uh, go forth that certain action or something like that once they form together? Yeah, and, like, sometimes they'll trick you. Like, like I said, like, the robust thing of going a bridge. Or, like, you'll see, like, the word part, and you'll walk up to it, and you think, oh, I got, there's a puzzle here. And it'll, like, swing over, and it'll smash you. And it spells <laughs> trap. And so the word trap there, so it kills you. And you got to figure out how to, way to get past that section. Um it's really cool. It's for the most part, it, uh, it is a trial and error kind of game, and I feel like a lot of times I I, I move, moved on to the next section without actually solving the puzzle. More along, more just like stumbling upon the answer. Because um, at some points, I mean, if you're depending on how well you are with like anagrams and shit like that, like it's a, it, it can be pretty tough. And uh, you know, using words, uh, sometimes you might not think. But some of the words like you can use in this game uh, might not you know, stick out to you. Uh, like there's definitely a lot of sections I got stumped on for a while there, putting together like uh, you know putting together and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Uh, I had a couple glitches, a uh, couple one major one, uh, one another one where like I uh, you I spill I found oh you could spell a dead I want to see like I was spilling out random words sometimes see what it does because some words yeah. you put like you spell happy and all of a sudden your character has a smiley face or you spell lord and he has a top hat on. Uh, so I found <laughs> I figured oh I can spell dead in this anagram here. I spelled dead, and a and a tombstone falls on, and kills you, and, uh, <laughs> and it was like there was a barrier that came up behind you, and uh, so it respawned me on the other side of the barrier, the so the, where where I was where I was at, but the barrier didn't come back down. So once I crossed it, the barrier came up, but now that I'm dead, I'm on the other side. I'm on the outside of where I was before, so the, it, it was blocking me, so I couldn't get to the next. I couldn't get back to where I was. And I'm, I'm guessing because it was a spot where you really couldn't die unless you typed out dead um i guess so i must have been one of the rare cases that probably did that or the creators of the game didn't think of that right um so i had a, actually i was looking up to restart the game and just back out restart the game and it respawned me back to where i could just play the game uh another section uh, another part is the final boss where the moment you kill the final boss the game uh like it uh shuts it freezes on you and it pops you out of the game and it asks you to do you want to send a problem to uh, PS uh, the PlayStation Network? What? So yeah, so I actually I beat the game uh, three times. I beat the final boss three times, and every single time, the moment I beat, defeated him, it the game froze, kicked me out to the main menu. Uh, so obviously the game has a, is is problems with the game. I had to go. Wow. Look, the nice luckily I got the trophies for beating the game, uh, all but one of them for beating the game. There's one more trophy at the end there that I can't get because I can't actually finish the game. Uh, I well, finished the final cutscene, I should say. Um, so I actually had to go online and watch the final like two, three minutes of the final cutscene. Uh, the story doesn't really matter, so I wasn't really upset about that. I wasn't missing any gameplay. I technically beat the game still. I thought the final boss was okay. Um, 
yeah i mean it's, it's it's a fine game i don't think it's like a it's like i think it's like i want to say like 10 bucks on psn uh i got it was i was half off on a sale so i got like five bucks a couple weeks ago um it might i don't know how much it is on i think it's i think it might be back up to 10 but i mean if you guys see it on sale i'm not this is not like a run out and buy it right away thing it's been out for a couple of years now um in places where you can probably have gotten it um but if you like the 2D side scroller type games, you like uh, like a Limbo style game. This is nowhere near as good as Limbo or Inside or anything like that. But it's a it's a fun little game. You can, you can beat it. I think I beat it in about two hours or so. Um, so if you're really good at it, you could probably beat it less. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun little little platformer puzzle game. Uh, that yeah, it felt great. It's just, you know. Knock it off a bucket list kind of thing. I beat the game, deleted it off my PS4. I'm never going to play it again, but it's a fun experience. I don't regret the, the time I invested in it. I beat uh, all but like the last like 15 minutes of it actually yeah. uh, in one sitting. I didn't realize it was that close to the ending or I would have just kept playing. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like I said, fine game. Uh, you see it cheap. I, I'm not going to say buy it for 10 bucks, but if you see it cheap, pick it up, check it out. Um, yeah, fun game. Uh, what about you, Gables? I've been playing a little bit this past week. <laughs> I basically have gone through again. Yeah, I've gone through Arms again, but this time with a downloadable character, Mass like Max Brass. Now the thing about Max Brass is he's the last guy you face in the Arms campaign before you before you face off against uh, him being controlled by Headlock. So what I've uh, discovered while playing through Arms again. <laughs> probably the campaign for the last time let's see is uh like how difficult like it is to kind of control max when it comes to progressing through the campaign and that's because for one i was having a little bit of trouble learning how to use him because he has the three select punches where one of them is like a grenade punch to where if you charge it up you hit your opponent it will actually like uh, have a blast and stuff once uh, you do hit your opponent so it just does like a one-two combo automatically but uh you know just how heavy you know like uh, how heavy the character is sometimes he doesn't move too fast but he does pack quite a bit of power in terms of uh his attacks because he's got that he's got he's got some sort of like weird like poison punch arm as well and of course last is like his fire hammer which uh you know it would that one came quite handy it came out quite in handy when i was faced off against headlock and, and, you know, what's kind of funny about this is when you progress all the way through as Max Brass, you face off against yourself, and uh, the little commentator Biff kind of makes little comments of like, uh, oh, which one's the real Max Brass, you know, like this and that, you know, and it's, uh, and uh, let's just say that the boss battle against Headlock, when you're playing it on level four as uh, Max Brass and stuff, it's a bit, it's actually not so bad in terms of... Uh, in terms of, like, gameplay, it's just because of the, in terms of the difficulty and stuff like that, I mean. <laughs> well, for myself, I went through the entirety, and I did not have to uh, keep on trying to beat Headlock over and over and over again. Because uh, I end up using the different types of arms combinations as Max Brass, like, with his grenade punch and his hammer. And then for the last time, I just went forth and I just used all fire hammers, and I managed to just beat him out. Just, uh... By just uh, grabbing him and then all of a sudden doing a couple more punches after that. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? He's not bad to play as. He's a little bit difficult to learn at first because the movement 
and yeah, because the movements and stuff like that. Plus, uh, he kind of gets a little bit more bulkier and stuff when uh, he starts to power up a little bit. That's when you're like right at the the last sliver of your health and stuff to try to make his uh, attacks more powerful. <laughs> Let's see. I did have a chance to play the Splatoon two like yeah. uh, demo. And well, let me say this though: Splatoon Two. Playing a little bit of that online, I <laughs> was reminded like how much I do not like playing like certain, uh, certain like first-person shooters or any type of like shooter-based games or something online. Because well, the thing about Splatoon Two, it has great gameplay. The weapons and everything else, the ultimate moves that each weapon has, they're really fun to use. I basically played like a handful of matches. I would say like about six or seven matches in total across like uh, two or three different maps. And I'll, I'll say this though. I love the fact that uh, they keep the same type of gameplay that they original that they had with the original Splatoon. I really like the idea of uh, <laughs> of the whole Splatfest things like still being a thing. You know, just the... I chose the team ice cream stuff, and I went through, and I just started... I started winning a couple matches first off, then all of a sudden the game starts to pair you off with uh, with um, more people who are still new, or probably have never played Splatoon before, because uh, probably a lot of them didn't own a Wii U. <laughs> and all of a sudden you just keep on losing, and losing, <laughs> and losing. It's like, I lost, I kid you not, like three matches in a row one another and then it's like for the rest of the night I just felt like I kept on losing matches because we were paired off against people that were surprisingly very good in terms of teamwork and in terms of how they were able to like cover the entire map like with the paint and stuff like that but I'll tell you what it started to piss me off when I started running into people with the freaking sniper the sniper like ink weapon and stuff because what what happens is when you press it's special, it basically goes through where it can shoot an almost like uh, a direct beam or something like that to where you're located. It, like it could probably it could even like hit you like uh, across like through certain like objects and stuff like that, certain terrains. I end up being the victim of that like in one match, but I will say though it was really fun to go across like these new maps and just use like the different forms of weapons i mean with the with this demo i was only able to like test out the standard weapons for splatoon 2 so i'm very happy that there's more type of equipable stuff that are going to be going onto these weapons and like different types of varieties of weapons it was kind of disappointing that they didn't add any of the newer like weapons that you could be using i mean i got the I got, like, the dual pistols and stuff, and the dual pistols were not oh, yeah. so bad. Those are the ones I really wanted. I think they're, like, the dualies. I really want to try yeah, those ones. They call the, yeah, they call them the dualies and stuff like that, which they do exactly what uh, what you would expect, you know? It's basically almost like twin pistols or something like that, or twin Uzis, where they just shoot rapidly, but they lose their ink really fast. And uh, Story of my life. <laughs> but another thing, though... While going on this match and stuff, the the gameplay, there was no lag. There was hardly any, like, issues in terms of drop matches, like, in the middle of the thing. So the, the stability was pretty good. 
Although, like, even after certain matches completes and stuff like that, there were, like, random drops when I was trying to get into a match. So they probably are going to be working a little bit more with the uh, online infrastructure when Splatoon 2 does come out. I yeah. think I think eventually when I do get Splatoon 2, I'm probably going to focus a little... I'm probably going to focus more on the single-player aspect like I did. Probably play some bit of multiplayer, see what I can do. But I'm not going to get any serious with it, to be perfectly honest with you. Because uh, I think my main extent with the multiplayer is probably going to be how it is with Splatoon 1, where I'm just going to play like the, the Turf Wars stuff, and then just be happy with that. Probably play with some friends if I want to, and just uh, just yeah, have a little bit of fun here and there. But... Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, there is one final game I wanted to talk about. Last Sunday, I ended up traded, trading in Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's the game that I ended up platinuming, like, what was it, last month in June? Yeah. yeah. So I platinumed the game in June, and I did not know what I wanted to do with it. So I got about, what, 20 bucks of store credit, which, eh. Take it or leave it, it was probably the better option that I wanted to do just to get rid of it. But, uh... <laughs> I used that uh, I used that credit to buy a game for my Switch, and I ended up buying Puyo Puyo Tetris. Ooh! Well, first off, I was surprised that I found a physical copy of that game, considering that that game physically there was only a few thousand, maybe oh, like yeah. uh, it had to be something crazy like like under a hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, it was like a, it was just like a small run at the beginning at the launch. They were basically having well, Sega was only doing like a limited like physical run with that game, and all the other places you can buy it digitally through the PlayStation Store, through the Nintendo's eShop, you know, eShop and stuff. So basically, what the game is. Is you can play Puyo Puyo, which is the equivalent of uh, they're like jelly-like creatures and stuff that you can match like four of the same color and they'll disappear. The main catch though is you have to try to get chains throughout like uh, the game and stuff between the Puyo Puyo and the Tetra, no, the Tetraminos, you know, <laughs> stuff. There are some difficulties i've been having with uh, the puyo puyo stuff only because i'm not too familiar with that puzzle <laughs> i only i've only played maybe a bits of like puyo puyo in terms of sonic like not sonic but uh dr robotnik's mean bean machine with that experience from uh sonic's ultimate genesis collection when i used to play that on the ps3 but uh I'll, t- I'll kid you not, man. It starts out basic and stuff, but it can really get difficult quite fast, especially when you're playing the story mode, and then you have to try to solve and try to beat, like, specific players and stuff and try to get past, like, uh, certain things. <laughs> just the difficulty factor and stuff like that just seems really, like, uh, mixed, in my personal opinion. But... Uh, I'll tell you what, man. The story mode is... It's kind of laughable, to be perfectly honest with you. It's sort of like a cutesy, kind of kid-friendly sort of story mode where you have all these cute little anime characters saying this and saying that. So the story, in my personal opinion and stuff, it's kind of forgettable. Some of the voice acting can be kind of annoying with the characters. 
But uh, you have the option to skip them if you want, and then just get into the meat and potatoes of the game, which is basically either playing matches against certain computer characters, playing Puyo Puyo, sometimes you're playing, you're playing Tetris, sometimes you're doing like marathon runs with either clearing a specific line for either Puyo Puyo pieces or like Tetris pieces or something like that. But there's a new thing that they introduced in this game where you can actually swap boards between Puyo Puyo and Tetris. So you'll probably have like a minute to play something on the Puyo Puyo board then it switches to a Tetris board. So you gotta balance those two boards at the same time pretty much. To where you'll only spend a number of time on one board before switching to another and the main goal is to try to fill up your opponent's board so much that they basically lose. So... (laughs) So yeah, there's different number of ways you can win a specific match. Like, you could fill up the entire board of your opponent. You could have the best score, like, uh, out of the time, out of the time meter, whatever's left and stuff. I will say this, though. The game has been getting a bit frustrating for me. Overall, I feel the gameplay is really good. Because, for one, Tetris is really good. For another... Puyo Puyo, though it's been difficult for me to try to pick up and learn and try to do the chains articulatingly, <laughs> it's still pretty fun. But I will I will say this, though. There are little bits of difficulty spikes that occur in the story mode, which really piss me off. I kid you not. At this point in time, I've been playing a little bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris off and on today, finishing up, like, Act 3, which each act consists of like 10 levels so from looking up game facts online there's like about 50 levels in the story mode (laughs) and i'm all the way up to about 45 or something like that no more like 35 or so but anyway what i mean by difficulty spikes is there are some which are very easy to progress through but i came across this one match like this one uh mission today where it almost took me about an hour just to clear things because I was doing a Tetris battle, right? And somehow my opponent kept freaking getting like chain after chain after chain and I would be constantly losing matches. Like again and again, like four or five times in a row I ended up losing before I finally went ahead and I somehow through sheer luck managed to outspart the AI. And uh, that's a feeling in a video game I absolutely hate. The feeling that I'm depending upon luck in order to clear a specific spot instead of skill. I mean, yeah, it takes skill to wait certain, like, times and stuff in order to complete a line for... clear out, like, the Tetraminos and, like, the Puyo Puyo stuff. It's another skill in and of itself to match chains and stuff. But I'll tell you what's not skill, and that's depending upon the erraticness of how an AI opponent is going to nonchalantly just do the right thing at the right time and stuff like that. (laughs) But uh, with those kind of frustrations, like in mind and stuff, I gotta admit though, I have been enjoying myself playing Puyo Puyo Tetris. I mean, granted, I don't think it's gonna be on anybody's top 10 lists or something like that. And most, more than likely it'll be part of mine because, hey, I do like puzzle games. This is definitely different enough to where I feel it's kind of a little bit more noteworthy because I, despite my anger and kind of frustration on sort of playing specific missions, I've still been having pretty much like good fun with this game. But uh, 
Otherwise, though, that's pretty much what I've been playing for this week. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, though, man. I've been wanting, I've been thinking about checking out uh, Puyo, 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 Tetris. Puyo, 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 Tetris. Fuck it. Puyo, 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 Puyo. Fuck, goddammit. Just say poo. Poo. Yo. Yo. So you just say Puyo Puyo Tetris. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yep. There you so, go. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Learning with cables. I know. It's a tongue twister, though, but. Uh, oh, my gosh. If Lip My twister. recommendation for you if you do pick up the game, pick it up when it becomes cheaper. Yeah. Wait I, for a sale. Yeah. If anything, I might just you know get it on digitally or something like that. Get it save, digitally through the PS4 or whatsoever, save, man. Save ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, for a sale. Whatever. I don't see the game going on sale like in the near future on the Switch. I'll say that much. Yeah, I doubt it. There's not a lot of they don't really have to do sales right now. But yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe eventually. Not probably not this year. But it does look like a pretty full, uh, pretty fun gameplay. Um, well, let's go ahead and jump on to some of the news. Not a lot going on this week. We are definitely in the summer doldrums of video gaming uh yep as far as news well next week we'll have some stuff to talk about yeah destiny 2 sure. beta Splatoon <laughs> 2's out yeah so it should be a fun week for uh, playing games uh just not so much uh learning new information about games uh kind of the first thing that happened was uh d23 is going on this weekend it's a big disney event uh that goes yep. on every year uh usually it deals more with like uh like the kids side of things and actual like uh disney channel Disney shows, stuff like that. Uh, but every now and again, you get news about Marvel and uh, other things uh, in the Disney universe. So one thing we got was a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, it's like a five, five and a half minute long trailer. Uh, and it actually takes place in the Toy Story universe. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, all the cutscene and everything is in J- uh, Japanese. So uh, all the cutscenes I think we've got so far have been Japanese uh, that we've seen. Uh, but it's cool. First time ever, I think, at least in the main run of them with King Hearts 1 and 2, uh, that we're going to Toy Story. Uh, and uh, it's supposed to be coming out in 2018. Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious. Have you seen the trailer yet? Oh, no. I have not seen the trailer yet in terms of like the, the Kingdom Hearts unveiled with Toy Story. But I've seen little gifs. I've seen little things that have been shared on Twitter and stuff. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's so fucking weird, but it's so really cool. <laughs> yeah, like at one point in the trailer, you jump into like a mech and uh, start fighting other characters in the Toy Story world. Or uh, are the Heartless or whatever they're called. Yeah. So, yeah, it look, I think it looks kind of cool. Uh, I, don't, I, I think the 2018 uh, release period is uh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a Square Enix game. That game will be, be out in 2020, probably. Uh, just Wasn't it just like a couple years, like like a couple a couple months ago, they said those games were a few years away? Yes, like, they did. So now all of a sudden it's a year, year, year and a half away? No. I don't believe uh, that shit no. at all. That, that best, in all honesty, best case scenario, early 2019 to me. Uh, to be perfectly honest and stuff, it'll be a fucking miracle if that game releases before 2020. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I, I, it, 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 I would be more shocked if that game came out in 2018 than if it came out in 2022. God, let's uh, look at it. Let's look at it this way: Kingdom Hearts two, I think, came out around like 2005 or something like that. Yeah, there's, there's a quick turnaround between I think 2000, 
three was uh, um, Kingdom Hearts one. So it was a fairly quick turnaround. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two thousand two, two thousand three. So now we're talking. I mean, there's been like ninety million Kingdom Hearts games that come out on everything but uh, consoles yep. since then. But uh, no one really gives a shit about those games. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I I've kind of I'm gone. I've gotten over Kingdom Hearts three being a thing, and you know now is a thing. I've actually really lost a lot of interest in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so, but. I'm hoping maybe more information comes out on it, more things we've seen. What we've seen so far looks yeah. pretty cool. So uh, they're showing me the right shit that I want to see. Uh, I just don't know if I can figure out that storyline because uh, the 90 million games released all tie into the... They're not like side games. They're like they tie into the main story. So that's a bit of a problem for me because I don't want to play most of those games because I've heard a lot of them are bad. Um, yeah. Could be cool. It's exciting. We're, we're, getting, we're actually seeing some gameplay now. And not just uh, hearing it's in development or getting cutscenes. Next up, uh, this is kind of a, I think, a fairly cool thing. Kind of a weird thing also. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations uh, was a 3DS game from like 2012 or 13. I actually talked about it on the very first episode of this podcast over four years ago. Um, (laughs) So I guess it came out in 2012 then. Um, it, uh, It came out, I think, shortly after the 3DS launch. Uh, but it was a pretty fun uh, kind of Metroid-style uh, Resident Evil game. Uh, Third-person, yeah. fought these weird uh, ooze creatures. Um, on, I played it. They released it um, for 360 and PS3 back in the day. Uh, now it's coming out sometime this year for Xbox One and PS4. Uh, it's got a release date in Japan of August 31st, I imagine. Excuse me. It's going to be about that same time. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can take up. I'm curious though. Did you ever play these games, the original one? I never played Resident Evil Revelations. Okay. To be perfectly honest, I, it didn't really strike a chord like uh, with me at the time, only because at that time and stuff, we didn't have a 3DS that had like a second analog stick. Oh yeah. So it's basically was like a touch screen, like uh, it was basically like a touch screen control, like aim control, similar to what like maybe Kid Icarus was. Oh yeah, Kid Icarus Uprising was so that really didn't appeal to me that way. But uh, what is this? This game like coming like the PS4 and Xbox One, pretty much. Yeah, here in a couple next probably month or two. Um, I'm not too sure how my interest lies with it. Maybe, but uh, I'm not going to like uh, buy anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it came out like this time, yo. Maybe I'd be a little more interested in it. I mean, I'm curious. You know, I, I I like the game a lot. I talked about. I think we talked about it a few times on the show back in the day. Uh, the Revelations Two was uh, really disappointing. I thought I liked the episodic way they did one with it when it was like broke up into four parts, but the game just wasn't all that great. Uh, the, right. the gameplay was fine, but uh, just kind of the story beats and then the elements they put you in was not fun at all. And some of the weird mechanics they added into it were kind of dumb. And playing as like think like six different characters or three different characters or whatever it was, uh, kind of sucked. But uh, I really enjoyed Revelations. It was a nice surprise, a pleasant surprise. And uh, if the, I hope this, if it comes out, it's like a I don't know if it's a downloadable or if it's a physical title. Um, I mean, I imagine it'll be digital, but I don't know if it's gonna be physical copies. But uh, if it comes out, and it's like fifteen twenty bucks. I'd be probably more than happy to pick it up, check it out again, uh, depending on what's going on at that time, gameplay wise. But right. I, I imagine I'll play through again eventually. But yeah, it's a fun little shooter uh, Resident Evil game. If you want like an old school Resident Evil game, 
bunch of Met- with some Metroid style uh, kind of elements to it. Uh, great game to pick up, a lot of fun. Uh, don't don't take the story seriously at all because it's, it's dumb. But uh, yeah, definitely one of the, uh, the best Resident Evil games I've played since probably probably the best Resident Evil game uh, I've played since four. Uh, although, uh, be fair, have only played a few hours of seven. Uh, but other than that, it's yeah, it's been my favorite Resident Evil game. Um, so yeah, check that out when it, when we get more news. Uh, next up, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, there is a Pokemon event going on right now where you can actually get a very rare, rare Pokemon. That is a uh, Tap Tapu Coco Tapu Tapu Coco Tap Tapioca. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so let me let me just uh, let me just introduce like the listeners and stuff to what potentially. You're going to be getting once uh, this downloadable like a creature comes into event today. I think what was it like today? No, it was the 13th that yeah. I just came by. So, so basically, this runs all the way up to uh, around like for a month. So you have a month to download your free shiny Tapu Koko, which has from what I've been reading off of Cerebi and stuff. It's apparently timid nature. It has a held item called Electric Seed, which I don't know what exactly that does. <clears throat> Sounds but, sexy. But uh, it's got a few types of moves, which are kind of interesting. There's a move that's called Nature's Madness, which is a fairy-type move. It's a special attack. But the thing about it is, you can on- it only... Let's see. It halves the HP of your opponent by, like, uh, 50%, pretty much. It cuts the opponent's hit points by 50% of the current value. So basically what that means is, if your opponent has like full health, you can cut it by half, apparently. So that's pretty freaking good. You got moves like Agility and like Discharge and Electro Ball, which they're all play they're all playing into like the whole speed build for Tapu Koko. So if you're a big fan of Pokemon Sun and Moon and you really want yourself a decent, maybe competitive creature, go on ahead. Download it. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't beat that. It's cool that they're still supporting uh, Sun and Moon, especially with uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming out soon. Oh, I know. Especially since this is the this is the only... This is the second gift Pokemon that Sun and Moon has actually went forth and, like, uh, released since Sun and Moon's release, like, almost, like, six, seven months ago. That's just yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. actually, it was more like last November, but almost a yeah. year. Yeah, eight, mu- eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, doing that, not kind of throwing it off to the side for the most part. So, yeah. Um, next up, uh... Kind of a, this is definitely a throwback right here. Uh, Namco Museum. I don't know if people, uh, the damn millennials these days remember, uh, but every console ever around launch would get a collection of games from Namco called Namco, mm-hmm. Namco either collection or Namco Museum. We got those with like a PS1, Dreamcast, PS2, 64, GameCube, uh, on and on and on. I don't think it's really been a thing the last really the last generation. I'm thinking maybe not even 360 PS3, but it was around forever. But anyways, there is a Namco Museum coming to Nintendo Switch. I don't think there is a release date for it yet, uh, but there is ten games announced for it so far. Yeah. Uh, one is Pac-Man, Galaga, Galaga 88. I think that's the arcade version. Dig Dug, uh, Tower of Druga, Sky Kid, 
Rolling Thunder, Rolling Thunder 2, Splatterhouse, Tank Force. But the real reason we're talking about this game is that Pac-Man Versus is coming to uh, the Nintendo or the Namco Museum, which is a uh, was a Nintendo uh, GameCube game. GameCube, yeah. yeah, in 2003. And the only way you can actually play, I actually completely forgot this game existed. I think a lot of people did too. Is that the only way you could play this game was by owning Pac-Man World 2, which was like a shitty platforming Pac-Man game. But you needed to have uh, the the game co- GameCube's link cable to the Game Boy Advance. And the way it worked was, I think you had a four uh, advance advances and support cables and a GameCube to play this, uh, plus uh, the copy of Pac-Man World 2. And oh, yeah. one, one one player would control the Pac-Man, and then the other three, other three players would control Ghost. And you can only see like a limited view uh, for of your, where your ghost was, so you couldn't actually see where Pac-Man was. Uh, so that's coming to the Namco Museum to the Switch. No idea how that's gonna work. I don't, I don't know if like I kind of have somewhat of an idea. I mean, let's okay. think of it this way: back in the day, you know, you had to have those uh, Game Boy little cables and stuff to connect to the GameCube. I had one of those. Those are not. Those were not really that uh, useful for some no. aspects. The only time I ever had a chance to use that game, my Game Boy Advance to like GameCube cable, was when I was playing Wind Waker, and I had yeah. to use that for a map. Same. I, I used to <laughs> control Tingle for Justin when uh, we played when he played through Wind Waker. I'd play as Tingle. But what? But you know, getting back to this Pac-Man versus stuff, I could see this potentially being like. Uh, a good thing for people who have like extra joy cons and stuff like that oh well, let's, yeah cool. well let's think of it that way it's a pac-man versus co-op sort of experience and stuff we can experience it now by just having like a few extra pair of joy cons you know basically have like uh the player with their pro controller playing on the tv then having like maybe the your friends controlling some of the joy cons and stuff as the ghosts or something like that or if your friend brings a joy con with them because fuck you know, those things are not cheap. No. So, <laughs> no 50 bucks pop. Make them shell out fucking $40 a Joy-Con or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that makes that part makes sense. You know, we could just do cash co-op four-player. I'm just kind of curious how the, you know, like the limited view of the ghost would work. When you're looking yeah. at the same screen, I imagine that part would have to go away. It would have to be some sort of, like, split-screen stuff going on. Yeah, I guess that could work, too. Uh, but obviously people are going to be using that, you know, looking at... Uh, Screen uh, was it screen stealing or what the hell it was called? Uh, Fred's screen swapping or something like that. Yeah, yeah. When you just look at your friend and see where he had, it wasn't playing Goldeneye, he's like, "Oh, he's there." Okay, I'm gonna go there now. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, <sighs> that's kind of cool. I remember, I remember the the uh, link kill. That thing was useless. I remember I got one, and uh, I think the only time I ever really used it, uh, and I couldn't actually use it was with. Uh, Zelda's uh, Four Sword Adventure came out, and yeah. I started playing it. But it's like, I was hoping I could play single player, but you actually have four people with four. You had to have four people with four Game Boy Advances, with four copies of Zelda: Link to the Past, and four Link cables, and on a game and a GameCube. Yeah, good luck that with game. that shit. Yeah, then then they they made another uh, four. I don't think Game Boy actually played that game, but they, but they made the they eventually did make another one for the Game Boy or for the GameCube. You can play. Uh, but that yeah, that, that whole thing sucked. So I was glad. I'm glad that people maybe because <laughs> probably three people or not three people, four people and ever in history probably played that game. Uh, now other people have the opportunity to play that game again or for the first time ever. So that's cool. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. That it's, it's it's still weird to me that the Namco Museum is still a thing. I remember <laughs> having a copy of that game on PlayStation in like 1997. So the fact that we're still making, they're still making that, and it's for the most part the same as that games. Uh, yep. It's funny to me. What the fuck is Namco doing? I want to know. Uh, but yeah, you know what? That might actually do it for the week. Uh, like I said, not a lot going on. We'll have more to talk about next week. Uh, I'm going to be playing Destiny for sure. Destiny 2 beta. I know Gables will probably uh, be playing. He's feeling, he's foaming from the mouth right now. Excited <laughs> to play Destiny 2 beta. Uh, it's all, For like an hour and a half, I listened to him talk about how excited he was for De- Destiny 2 beta before we started the show. So uh, I know he's going to be playing that nonstop. Probably just have a show based around it. Probably be a three-hour <laughs> show. So you might want to clear your schedule next Sunday. Um, because that's what we're going to talk about. And maybe we'll get around Splatoon 2. Um, so yeah. Uh, but anyways, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. We have, uh, if you want to hear more from us, we have a, a Facebook page and group. It is Drunk Dash Nerds on there. So like and join us. Also on Twitch, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. On YouTube, it is Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe and like the videos because the podcast goes on there as well. So subscribe to that. Also, we're on iTunes. Uh, the podcast is Drunk, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Give us a five-star review. Type something else. Really, type something out really nice, please. Uh, we'll shout you on the show if you do. And then also, uh, we're on uh, Twitch at Drunkner's Podcast. So uh, follow us on there. Um, so check us out on those places. If you want to hear more from us, uh, better than that, I have been your host, I have been Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, game on and have yourself a pleasant week. Love you guys. Some beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out, and if you like us, leave us a review, and we'll even shout you out, and Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>